0: America, my name is Amiyose Frempong. I come to you every Thursday about this time and I'm on the road but I want to give my people a video lest they be in withdrawal and I know, you know, listening to the video sometimes reprograms your brain so you become addicted and then you don't feel right unless you get your weekly dose of the truth and that's what I'm trying to give to you every Thursday and I want to talk to you about raising kids in a world of sharks. So what does it mean to be raising raising kids in a world of sharks? A lot of people think bullies come in the form of like people jumping you for your lunch money, but no, there are rich bullies too, and it's another form of bullying that's just as bad. I this is one reason why I don't like wouldn't send my kids to a fancy school with a bunch of fancy kids who are a holes in a different way. So they won't jump your kids for lunch money. They'll just treat them like trash, whether it's going to be racialized or just classist. Um, that like, I I don't want my kids around other kids who will treat them like trash. That's, that's, and that's not, you don't get around that at a fancy school. You just get it in a different way. You, you just get it in a different way. There was an interview, um, and in the local NPR station about a black kid, like with a black kid who went to that like one of the fancy old segregation academies, actually. So it was a Christian school in town. And you could just tell that like, he just spent his first 15 years around kids who treated him like scum. And that's not what I want my kids to feel like. So you're like, well, you know, you can't send them to, you know, this blank and blank public school because they, uh, your kids won't learn as much. Well, I can teach them. I want to, to send them around kids who are actually just good kids who are like actually thoughtful and like are used to like dealing with other people and know how i have to be human. Versus sending them to a bunch of sociopaths at the private school, and I do not want—I I wouldn't want—it's a little bit more math isn't worth that to have to deal with sending a black kid to a white school full of sociopaths um, is not not something. And I say this because I'm in the Bay Area, California, and you know the sociopath parents are a little bit different here than the sociopath parents in Georgia, um, but they're all still parents I don't want to send my kids like, who are bad at raising their kids, who are bad at raising their kids. And so what do I mean by that? right, so it's, how are these parents, especially the successful ones, bad at raising their kids? They raise little sociopaths and they call it, you know, my kid's on the spectrum, he's autistic. This is what white kids, white parents do. My kid's like, you know, on the spectrum, he's autistic. No, your kid's just an asshole because you're an asshole. And that's made you a lot of money in the tech, (laughs) Tech capitalist kids are not the best people, right? So you've made a lot of money um, in your tech capitalism, and now your kids are jerks. And I don't want my kids anywhere near your kids because your kids are jerks. Because as you're making that money in the tech capitalism, you were never actually thinking about how to be a good person. You didn't have the wisdom. You're too busy making money and coding. And, And so your kids are brats, and I don't want my kids anywhere near your kids, right? Because your kids are brats. They're like awful humans and sociopaths. So um and so the these are the, the whites who say this. The whites say, My kid has autism. No, your kids are self your kids a self absorbed jackass because you don't know how to parent. And then you go to the uh um the first generation immigrants, the Asian kids, they're a little bit ba- better at parenting um, insofar as they don't just farm it off to other institutions. They know that they actually want to deal with their kids, so they can't have their kids be a total jerk because they can't have their kids be a jerk to them. So um, the Asian parents put on a little bit more of a, a hands-on attitude um, to it, and I, I think that's probably better for um, that's 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 better for I think to be around. Because like, the kids can't be complete, unmitigated jerks because the kids have to be nice to their parents um, because the parents are actually involved. Whereas the white parents are not involved, so the kids, they, they just kind of farm off all of their parenting onto institutions so the kids can be like un, like unqualified jerks. And at the end, the parents will just blame the autism because... Um the plan to blame autism because uh, the parents don't want to take responsibility for actually just being bad parents. Bad at being parents. Parenting is very hard. Parenting in 21st century America is very hard. It's actually like a complicated ethically and financially, and all of the difficult, um, it's it's a hard thing to do. And you are probably not up to the job. You are probably not up to the job, unless you've been listening to this for the last few years, in which case, you're welcome. Um. So, so what are going to be the characteristic features of good parenting? You don't treat your kids. You don't teach your kids to use people in a transactional way. Their friends are not there to be beaten. Like, like you don't want your friends to you. You don't want your kids to use your friends as a way of like separating themselves as being better, right? So your friends are not there to be like chum to be beaten for your kid self. Um, uh, ego. Your kids' friends are not there to be uh, taken advantage of for services or goods in a transactional way. Well, you could do this for my kid, that way I can do this for your kids. No, it's not that. Um, Your kids' friends are there as opportunities so that they can help develop each other just in general. Right so you're not trying to ex- your ki- don't teach your kids to try to extract goods and services from their friends teach your kids to try to help develop their friends because that's what freedom is freedom is about being with people who are fully developed and part- and have been developed right so your job my kids know that their job is to make the people around them better not beat the people around them to make the people around them better Are you teaching your kids how to help the kids around them to make the kids around them better at being what the kids around them are? Right? Because that's what democracy requires. That's what self-government derives. It's a process of making us better right? It's not a process of beating your neighbors. It's not the process of extracting goods and services from your neighbors. It's a process of co-development. How can we make each other better and support each other in becoming better? And that's the ethic you need to instill in your kids. Not as a matter of charity, but as a matter of this is what it means to be a good friend. We help each other develop. So my kids know that they are invested. Their success depends on how well that they can develop the people around them and hopefully there are other parents who understand that their kids success develop uh, depends on how well their kids positively develop my kids so it's just a wonderful feedback loop, loop of positive development not extraction or exploitation but of positive development and the goal is to um grow your kids capacity to develop the people around them in the same way that I'm developing you. I'm this is through this uh video I try to develop the quality of citizenry that like then we all share institutions and and have to govern this nation. With, right? So I do this to help you become better at being you and we all win and that allows me to be a better me. Right, and by the way, if you want me to continue doing this and if you support the work I do go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in 5 fifteen or 50 dollars a month and I'll keep you know this uh, this project of national development going but it's not necess- it's not about resource ex- uh, extraction of me like or you know kids showing that they're better than their peers no it's about your relationship with your peers being about m- development. How can we help each other develop into the people we're going to be? And that's the ethic your kids should take into like all of their relationships. All right, how are we going to do this? How are we going to like, you know, solve this problem? How can I help you solve this thing that you're wrestling with? How can I help you solve the problem? And if everyone's doing that, if everyone's concerned with like mutual development, then the product actually ends up good. And the kids are actually end up like healthier and better. If you just go, but if you go into that situation, be like, how can I make sure that I am better than you are? <laughs> that is the worst way to, to go about the situation. And always like awful kids and your kids will be jerks and they'll, will be kind of sociopaths and not, and you won't exactly know where you screwed up your parenting but it's because you train them not to help them not to train them to be the kind of people who help their friends develop you've trained them to be the kind of people who see their friends as human resources to be exploited extracted or otherwise um, pragmatically used for the student's benefit not like a relationship where your job is to help make the other person better my job and I will ask, you know, five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month if you really take what I say seriously. But you know, whatever. Um, my job is to help you become a better you, right? My job, and not necessarily turn you into me, but to kind of like get rid of some of the barriers that stop you from being a better you. And you know, right now, I'm talking about stopping you from being a, a bad parent, right? So. Um, are you teaching your children that their role is to help their peers develop? Develop, and, and that means they have to develop themselves in a way that like enables them to help their peers develop, and that is the that's the goal. And if everyone does that, then we all live in a, a better nation, and we get cool stuff, right? And uh, you know, there's a, the famous story of LeBron. Well, apparently, it, like I'm about a little bit older LeBron, but I remember when he was coming out, everyone knew he was going to the NBA and he was going to be famous and he knew it too. And he knew that like he was going to make a zillion dollars and that he didn't know enough to not get eaten by sharks. So what he did is he took he took the development of all of his friends seriously, including the cat who's um, dating Adele right now. And he sent him to college and like kind of like knew that for him to succeed he needed to develop his friends and take their development seriously. And so like he sent a group of his friends to college and like so that they all learned things that he couldn't learn because he was too busy like, you know, being LeBron in the in the arts. And now they can work together. Because they took the mutual, the project of mutual development seriously. If you take that project of mutual development seriously, then everyone wins. He didn't just think about, well, I got to get out of the hood and leave these guys behind me, or I can help them as a matter of charity. He knew that his success depended on how well. What's his, what's what's the um, uh, what's the friend's name? The guy who's dating Adele. Boyfriend. Uh... Rich Paul, Rich Paul, right? So he's like a big sports agent, big sports agent, because he was LeBron's friend, and LeBron hooked him up. Um, and that's 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 what I mean. That's what he takes. Like LeBron James made his inner circle. His main, and he created his inner circle. He didn't think about beating his inner circle. He created his inner circle, and because he created his inner circle, um, they all like can help each other build, right? So, that's how you think about friendship—not people to beat, but to uh, help mutually develop. Like, how do we help each other develop, and not and like so you don't create sharks. Who just want to feed on everyone. You create people whose like number one concern is is like understanding that their development depends on the mutual development of others. And that's different from like the people who say, like, well, I just want winners who are already winners. Like, no. <laughs> like that's that like that's bad for a few different reasons. Because they might win through means that are unbecoming. Right. So. You have to understand that there are lots of ways to be worried about your kids' friends and to be to screw up parenting. And just thinking that you want them to be around high achievers who then treat your kid like trash is not a secret to success. Or um, you know, people who just haven't actually thought about what it means to be with other people, right? So you know, if you think, well, I'll send my kid to the best scores because of the best school because of the test scores, especially if you're a Black kid sending your kid to a white school because of the test scores, like that's a tax. There's going to be a non-obvious tax that that Black kid pays. Um, and just know that I hope you factored that in. I've hoped you factored that in, that like the test scores might be high, but they're going to treat your kid like crap. Or uh, your kid might be confused about what it means to be black, and that's another form of confusion. That's 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 inappropriate. Um, so just be careful, and don't raise a jerk. And understand that parenting is actually it's, it's it takes a cultural sensitivity that is and wisdom that is we don't talk about. We just think just because you have kids, and if you have kids with money, you might you'll just do it well. But no, you're probably just raising a jerk. You might just end up raising a jerk and can't be surprised when you raise a jerk. Or if you're white, you send it to other people and then you're surprised when other people raise your kid through all these institutions um, and your kid's a jerk. So you, you did that, right? they will be like, I don't know how my kid ended up being such a blank and black. Well, it's because you didn't actually take parenting seriously. You were bad at parenting. And now your kid's in rehab or now your kid's a jerk and that's all your fault it's all your fault i don't know how my um kid became some trump supporter of black and black white supremacist blah blah, blah. Oh, it's because you you phoned in parenting you didn't take the most important parts like seriously you thought if you raised like a sociopath engineer it would be fine because he'd be rich no it's a sociopath engineer who now like is like awful to be around and um has married like you know <laughs> a vapid spouse who's awful to be around because that was the only person that who would marry the sociopath engineer that you raised, right? So lots of people bad at raising kids, and then are surprised when, since they were bad at raising kids, their kids are actually like not anyone anyone wants to be around. Right? And what's the key? The key is instilling the. Sensibility that you don't want your kids to exploit their friends. You don't want their kids to have a transactional relationship with their friends. You want your kids uh, to understand that to be in a relationship with something someone is to be a, in a relationship of mutual development. Like we help each other become better at what we are and we teach each other. And that's what it is to be in a relationship with someone. Not just get something from someone, but actually teach them. And the more you can teach your friends and the more you can help your friends develop, the better friend you are being and the better everyone is in the group project, which is like a lot of our communities. That's the work. So if you're just teaching your kids to consume and then move on or Lord overbeat the, the, the lessers, then you're failing at like, I think the most important thing in your life. And then don't be surprised when those kids are jerks to you. because that's, where you have, that's how you taught them to be. Those are the priorities you gave them. All right, so I hope that's been clear. I hope I've been clear. Um, and if you're white and you're watching this, your job is just not raise a snob. You're like Your job is to just not raise a snob, which is a whole job for a lot of you whites. <laughs> a whole job is to you, for you to not raise a snob. Do not raise a snob. And also, you know, don't raise a kid. You're going to have to bail out of rehab, which apparently, like a lot of, like I said, a lot of white people are bad at this. They're bad at not raising snobs. They want the kid to be a success. And then they're surprised when success turns them into a snob. But then they say, like, well, you know, he's, he's autistic. No, he's an asshole because you raised him that way. By the way, I will end with a quick story about uh, Nicholas Lehman's book, The Big Test. I read it about, about 10 years ago uh Nicholas Nick uh, Lehman, the big test. It was about the SAT. And he starts off with just talking about the history of Groton and Choate, and how they fulfilled a very particular niche. And that niche was um the son of industrial the sons of industrialists who were themselves either jerks or loafers. And the sons knew that they could be huge jerks and loafers and still be rich because it was oligarchy, right? Oh, so they could either be jerks or they could be loafers and they'd still be rich. And that posed a problem because the parents were not very good at being parents. So they would never say no to the sons or impose any sort of discipline on the sons. So they and, and so the sons would be like awful, awful humans. And so to save that, they create, They really funded these schools, these prep schools, to help de-jerkify <laughs> and give their, sense, their kids a sense of like noblesse oblige. Or the kids a sense of like duty and responsibility to the systems that allowed them to to be so uh, affluent, uh, lest the kids be jerks and and either jerks or loafers, right? Because it wasn't there wasn't the material incentives to not be a jerk or a loafer because they would always be rich. The kids would always be rich, and so if you just say like, well, if they don't work hard, they'll be poor. No. If they don't work out, you're going to bail them out because that's what you do. They're your kid. You're going to bail them out, right? And if they're jerks, well, society will punish them. No, they won't because society they're rich and society needs their money. So they'll just buy the uh, support they need, right? So you have to understand that's what's at issue. And... Um, we're still with that problem. That was a problem that was, you know, a hundred years ago. And that's we're still with that problem now. Now it's tech money. So te- tech money is a little bit. Those jerks really are raising, like, like, morally dubious jerks because they associated success not with, uh, they associated success with just, with just money, <laughs> right? So, um, and, you know, working hard in this morally dubious sphere in order to make more money. So it's not even mitigated by the church or even race. It's just like more vulgar than that. And so they just are raising kids who are awful humans, who are trained to be awful humans, and then are are surprised that they're awful. And uh, surprised that people like me don't want to be around their awful kids. I do not want to be around their awful kids because their awful kids are awful. And I don't want their kids, awful kids to be around my awful kids, because I'm at least as worried about bullies from the from the rich bullies than I am poor bullies. Like, I, yeah, I, for many, many reasons, I'm very happy at my kids' public school, even though I wish, um, you know, the content was a little bit richer, but I can fulfill that content. I know that when they go there, the kids there are not snobs. And are not bullies in that way. In the same way that, like, they would be if I went to like a, you know, bougie um, private school. All right, thank you for your time. I will see you next week when I'm back in my regular setup, and we'll talk about something completely different. I want to talk. By the way, national champions. Good movie it's about a uh, football team organizing a college football team organizing but it's also about a philosophy professor so I think it's actually the the movie you should see a lot of people are watching don't look up I guess you could see that that was a satire or it was whatever national champions I think is is the movie you should see because it actually it talks about exploited labor and, and lays it out and I think of well pretty good way pretty good way All right, thank you for your time and I will see you next week.